to Elise's Point Conversation Edition. I'm your host, Elise Goral, mental performance consultant and sport karate athlete. Join me as I talk sport karate related topics with guests inside and outside of the sport. My guest this week is Subatra Tsuresta. With 27 years of experience, Subatra is a national akata and kimite champion. She has won the WKC overall forms three consecutive times. During her competitive career, she was also part of WKF Team Nepal and was the Asian and South Asian champion gold medalist. I feel very lucky to have Subatra on the show as I admire her skill very much. And although I recognize that she specializes in the form aspect, I wanted to talk to her about Kumite and her experience within competing. Welcome and thank you for being on the show. I'm hoping you can teach me about Kumite and the different styles that karate presents through your own personal experience. Well, thank you so much for inviting me on this show and like giving me opportunity to share my experience with uh, what I have gained in the past few years. So thank you. So the way that I like to start each interview is with like some warm-up questions. My first question is, when did you start karate? Well, when I was at the age of five years old, so I would say 1995-ish, five, six is, yeah. So it's been 27 years um, I've been doing karate. Okay. Why did you get into karate? Well, I was really chubby baby. (laughs) Um, And my brother used to be a NASA player too. Uh, so he used to practice karate a lot, like every day in my country. Usually, uh, he used to practice two two hours in the morning, two hours in the evening. So he wanted me to come with him and see and what he does, and that's how I started uh, practicing karate, and I kind of like it. So yes, that's how I started. Okay, and my next question is, why did you stay in karate? Well, karate has been a little bit challenging in my country. People used to say at that time when I started doing karate, people used to say this karate is for men usually. And I was kind of like, no, women, like the girls can do the karate too. Like it's uh, it's for both. And it's kind of self-defense uh, too. So my country is underdeveloped country and they're still struggling for the women's right and all. So I started and I enjoyed it. And when I started competing in the tournament, I even liked it more because I was winning it. So that's why I started like, okay, maybe this is for me. And I just kept continuing. When I was at the age of eight, I was selected in the national team. And then I got overexcited and I was like, okay, this is for me and I will stay. So that's how I started. When did you start competing in it? My first competition started when I was uh, six uh, six years old. Actually, uh, I started in Kumite. I did. I competed in twenty kilogram, and that was my first gold medal. And I was really excited about it. So yeah, I was very young when I started competing. 
Okay, that's so funny. Minus 20 kilograms. That's very, very lightweight. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, so tell me a little bit about your background. For instance, where are you from? And you say you have trained in both Kata and Kumite. Tell me a little bit more about that and how you got to where you are today. So I'm from Nepal is where you have Mount Everest there. So in Nepal, like at that time when I started karate, it was very brand new. Uh, my sensei was very, very strict. Uh, he's very strict. And yeah, so my brother was already the national player at the time. So he encouraged me to do the karate. And uh, he was my sensei too. Like my brother was my sensei. He used to train me. He's very strict too. And um, I was trained for both kumite and kata. Uh, I competed uh, kumite and kata till when I was 22 years old. And then I decided to go for one section because it was very hard to do the training for both kata and kumite. In our country, we used to we used to do training two hours for kata, two hours for kumite, and it was totally hard for me to balance study plus the karate and everything. So I that's when I decided to choose like one category, and I went for kata in bigger competition. So yeah. Yeah, you keep referring back to your brother. Do you want to give a shout out to your brother? <laughs> uh, yeah, of course. Why not? He's in Portugal now. Unfortunately, he's not doing karate anymore. And my another brother is in Canada with me. He does karate. Hmm. So um, I am a point fighter, and I but I really want to learn more about kumite because i think it's so different in style that compared to what we do or one of the styles that we do here and you said that you were more aligned with kata which is fine but i'm still looking for your expertise with this kumite so what is your background with kumite well honestly um i would say both are sports and both need lot hard practice in order to go become a certain level athlete. Uh, so in my opinion, when I studied Kumite, it was not developed at all. We used, uh, used to play with the spare hands, like no gloves at all. And then slowly, slowly started with the gloves. There was no mouth guard, nothing. And it was still like a semi-full contact. It's not like light contact at all. Now it's developed a little bit because it took like over the years and years to get in ticket to Olympic like recently they are into Olympic because there were like too many um, conflict in WKF Kumite as well so if I see pass over the years it has improved a lot so they have improved a lot and they changed a lot of rules and regulations in the Kumite they are now light contact they have a lot um, like two kinds of categories like warning categories as well they have three kinds of uh, scoring categories so I think it's just over the past years I think they have improved a lot just to get into Olympic as well so in compared to if I have to compare point fighting and Kumite it both are like excellent sports both are like a tag game I would say it's just about the speed but both have uh, different rules and regulations which make them look different for Kumite when I was uh, doing Kumite I still remember 
like we ha- used to have semi-full contact. We used to get lots of bleedings and loss of hospitalization and stuff like that. I have experience of um, like kicking and punching really hard and making the my opponent injured, which I'm not proud of, of, of course. But yes, so it used to be a lot more rough game at that time. This is so interesting to me because when I hear like kumite, I'm hearing, I'm so used to associating it, it being controlled and not hitting and like stopping five centimeters before the opponent. And you said that these have been drastic changes and you just said like, it was like semi-full contact. Yes. Before. Yes. When, when I started, yes, it was not light contact like that. We have also changed our training pattern according to the rules. So how we used to train before and compared to now, it's very much different. Before we used to head in the like sandbag for the power. Now they make the x-ray, x-ray plastic, I think. The sensor will hold the x-ray plastic so you cannot like overheat it. You just have to touch it. So it's a lot of difference. Hmm. Why so many changes? Why has it gone from like one side of the spectrum where you were hitting to like just touching? I think it's because this uh, karate is not to kill anybody, it's just the sports, right? So you don't want to hurt anybody. You just want to make your uh, mind, you want to be physically and mentally fit. So that's why maybe they learned more and they improvise not everybody wants to be a mma fighter because it's really tough they, you it's a hard full contact so i think that made people more devoted to the karate i think more interesting like kids are not scared to do the karate i don't know that could be possible but yes they have improved a lot and it's different than what we used to before yeah I find it really interesting learning about the different styles that karate presents because it does seem like it has evolved pretty fast over like the last maybe even 20 years, not just within the karate like lineages, but like especially within like the fighting styles. So I'm a point fighter. I don't do kumite. I'm not an expert at kumite at all, but we can see like how the rules within each sport and style like change the way that the game is played. And I think this makes our sport, like the whole sport of karate, very interesting. Yes, it is. So we kind of discussed um, how the styles are different, but how would you describe the style that you compete in and participate in? How would you teach someone who is getting competitive within the style? Well, Kimite right now is just like just attack game. You need a speed. You need a really good movement in order to compete. There is a lot of rules. One athlete should know the proper rules before he or she goes to the mat. Otherwise, he or she is going to be like really confused. I have an experience. I had a couple Kimite students from Canada as well. We we took it to participate in the WKF. They're a really good player. They're a really good athlete. 
my mistake was my my personal opinion. I told them like how to attack, how to defend. These are the moves that you can score. These are the criteria that you can score. Like there are different criteria that you can score in WKF. Everything, but not about the rules and regulations like the. Um, warnings and all. So they were like really confused when they did the warning hand movement because uh, in WK of their referees, they have different rules and regulations for the warning. Uh, so my student looked really confused. So I think they should know rules and regulation before they go, um, they go to compete. Um, WKF made a really interesting, maybe secure to the kids that they want to compete because it's not direct contact but it's about the speed so is the movement strict like Uh, what would I not be awarded a point for if you hit really hard if you your intention was to hurt somebody that's you and that's when you get the warning so if you like if you are winning and the last 30 seconds you just wanted to run from the opponent then that's the warning that you cannot score that time so those are the criteria and if you like you if your distance is not correct if your applications and your technique is not correct if you are looking away to when you attack when you go for the attack so these are the time you cannot get and if the technique is slip like you have to maintain the correct distance correct sporting attitude correct application of the technique in order to get the point and about the moment, obviously, in point fighting plus the kumite, it's almost the same. You need to be speed. You need to be moving. You cannot like stand and then play. Uh, earlier in my time, yes, uh, we used to compete in a kibidachi, sikudachi stances, like just wait and the other person move, just you hit, like the counterattack. But now everybody is so fast with their movement and they keep on moving. They're light on their feet. That's so interesting. Why do you, like, there seems to be a lot more rules emphasized in um, Kumite, maybe, than what I'm used to, or maybe I'm just taking the rules in my sport for granted. How would you describe the style of fighting that we do with, like, point fighting? And how do both styles differ within movement? What are your thoughts about that? Yeah, when I first saw point fighting, I thought it's a little bit more contact fighting but the more i saw the more i realized it's not it's uh totally very safe like the point fighting have a helmet like mouth guard everything um there are the judges to stop when it's going it's going in a rough zone uh in wk of like i said when we started we had nothing it's just a, a open hand we didn't even have a gloves and slowly, slowly started with the gloves and the gloves was with the foam. It was really hard. And if you, if you got hit, then for sure, certain bleeding, but slowly, slowly it developed, but yet still they don't have like head gear or anything. Like they have the leg gear. Yes. But they don't have the head gear, which is very important. Like your face part. Yes. They have, um, implemented lots of rules that okay you cannot hit hard okay you have to make make sure that you're you have to keep a good distance but not every time you can make a good distance not every time you can control your um, punch or kick 
sometimes you get like the chances of getting hurt is a lot versus two points fighting like it seems to be more con- like a more harder contact than the kumite but i have seen in the like lots of ch- championship there's very minimum injury in point fighting so i think it both look same but it both look different in a in their own way and both are great yeah i, I think both of them have something to offer it's really, unless you're like experiencing it, I find it's really difficult to, I mean, we can list the rules out and I'm sure for an outsider in this, of the sport, they sound very similar, but we can both agree that they're much different. Have you ever competed in Kumite within uh, like North America? Yes, I did. I was in the national team for, uh, I think, a couple years ago. Yes, so... I have competed in Kimite in North America, yes. I did some training as well. It was great experience. I also did compete in point fighting, but my point fighting experience was uh, really different, really different. Um, when I first came in Canada, I think in 2016, I competed in point fighting. I didn't know about the rules and regulations at that time. So I, I thought it's kind of like double KF, sort of. But yes, so my experience was totally different at that time for point fighting. How is it different? Like, I mean, I'm sure like if I changed to Kumite, I would have a very difficult time adjusting. What was different for you? Well, I think it's a more rules-wise difference too. Um, Like in, in Kumite, okay, I got punched, but not every punch is a score. So it has to be proper criteria has to be matched right so i like i said proper distance proper applications of the technique like proper movement like you cannot always get the score so when i first competed and i got punched and the opponent got attack of a score so i was like surprised like oh this kick it wasn't a correct kick like it was just slip from my like head like this is not it score so i had that um in my mind but then later on i realized it's not a committee it's a point point fighting it's different rules later on i slowly learned about points fighting and it was more interesting as well so um so that's so interesting to me yeah i guess it would be kind of a surprise in that way so what do you mean by like proper technique um I mean to say, like, when you hit, like, the punch, if it's slip, uh, like, I don't know how to explain it, but it's if it's slip, then it's not score. If it has to be proper hitting, plus you have to reverse properly. Like, you cannot hit and then go. Uh, in Kumite, you just hit and you have to properly reverse as well. Here, you just hit and you touch, you get a score. So that's what made me, like, surprised at that time. But... Slowly, slowly after when I realized the rules, when I learned and when I like when I experience, take experience of in the tournament and all, I sort of realized and it's like it's it is what it is. So it was different for me at that moment. And it was my first tournament, too. I did. I knew nothing. And there are another WKC as well. So it's, I think, uh, old karate configuration. It's similar like WKF. So at that time, my concept for WKZ was that. That's so interesting. So my next question would be, 
Would you ever try and adapt to another rule set? And why and why not? Um, yes, it's always uh, exciting to learn new things. Why not? Of course, it's a martial art. It's a sports. Sports always been my interesting subject. So, of course, I would. So I have tried a lot of uh, martial arts before as well. So I did a little bit uh, Taekwondo and I didn't like it because it was only for the legs. There was no hand movement. And for me, who have like not very good height, it's not very good sport. I thought the Taekwondo. So I switched to karate and in karate, I also learned different style. So I am basically from Sitorio style which is a fast and short movement, and Sotokan is more power and long movement. So I tried Sotokan. I did some Gojuryo too, which is more calm. So yeah, why not? I would like it. Uh, it's kind of nice to know the rules and regulations. And how? And I know, I recognize that you're more focused on like kata, but I was wondering, um, what about point fighting? Would you ever try and train and compete in point fighting? from what um, your previous experience has been? I did. After that first competition, I never uh, compete in the tournament, but I did training for sure. It's good to do the point fighting training too. I think it's more like no matter which is, which side you choose, Catherine, WKF Kumite or WKC point fighting, both has to have like good stamina, good movement training and everything. So I did. Um and I'm also teaching karate, so of course, point point fighting is one uh, category to teach to the kids. So I have to do training. Um, if I know something, then only I can teach somebody. So yes, I did some training. Uh, it's good. I like it. If I ever want to compete in WKC, uh, sure, why not? But I am not very much into point fighting. So let's see in future, but I haven't thought of competing again yet. And I understand. I'm not trying to recruit you. I was just more wondering. The thing is, when I came to Canada, I already stopped doing Kumite for like eight years. So I wasn't confident uh, to come back and compete again in Kumite or the point spiring. I started, I did a couple years, like I did Kumite for uh, I think a couple of years ago I did in Canada. I competed in the national team. I did pretty okay. And after that, it's like, okay, because I've been training so long for only Kata now. So I think it's more comfortable. I think I choose more comfortable zone. I think at that point, at one point I was really good in Kumite and Kata both. So it was really hard for me to choose one category. And that time, like my family and my sensei also like asked me to choose Kata. So since then, I was kata, kata, kata more. So that's why maybe I'm not very like, okay, I have to go back to compete again. But if if I have to, then why not? I can. Right. And you're obviously very good at what you do too. Thank you. You're welcome. So, and this is open to everything that you do. Why do you love competing and teaching within your rule set? I think uh, sports not only make you physically strong, it's also mentally strong. When I started, uh, like I said, there was like really less 
girl athlete, like woman athlete, used to t- do the karate. Um, still, there are some people, like people in the village, they're like, okay, girls shouldn't do karate at all. And I wanted to be an example to them. It's like, yes, girl can do it too. Now it's more like to if you want to be good, you need to keep be keep practicing. And I would only feel successful if one of my students could beat me. So that's why I wanted to train my, um, and I enjoy watching them. I enjoy teaching them. I, whenever, like every time I go to dojo, I see my students, I feel proud. And of course, Master John would feel proud on me too, because I'm his students. And Duris is a excellent platform to uh, show my uh, talent, I would say. So I love teaching the risk kid. I love teaching. I love sharing my experience. I wanted to see them doing even better than what I did. So that's why I think I love competing and teaching. And competing makes me challenge myself to grow myself more. And for my students, they were like, okay, since it's competing, still maybe they're they also getting motivation. So my one of my students uh, recently said that, Sensei, when you see me doing competing in my match, I get more scared and I get more energetic. I was like, yes. So I I love teaching. Karate is my life. So how can people get in contact with you if they want to learn from you or they want to continue this conversation with you? Um. They can just email me or text me in my number. It's stressedasubhadra219 at gmail.com. Okay, perfect. Thank you for being on the show. Uh, You're most welcome, and thank you for inviting me again. Thank you for listening to Elise's Point Conversation Edition. Thank you, Subhadra, for joining me and teaching me more about Kumite. Did you enjoy the conversation? Please subscribe or follow me on any of the major streaming platforms. Please rate on Apple Podcasts or write a review. I love hearing from you and the ratings and reviews do help independent podcasters like myself. Music by Atch. If you're interested in what I do, mental performance consulting, research, karate stuff, and more, please check out my website, embodiedmentalperformance.com, or email me at embodiedmentalperformance at gmail.com.